Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for April 12th. Today we celebrate St. Teresa of Los Andes. One needn't live a long life to leave a deep imprint. Teresa of Los Andes is proof of that. As a young girl growing up in Santiago, Chile in the early 1900s, she read an autobiography of a French-born saint, Therese, popularly known as the Little Flower. The experience deepened her desire to serve God and clarified the path she would follow. At age 19, she became a Carmelite nun, taking the name of Teresa. The convent offered the simple lifestyle Teresa desired, and the joy of living in a community of women completely devoted to God. She focused her days on prayer and sacrifice. I am God's, she wrote in her diary. Toward the end of her short life, Teresa began an apostolate of letter writing, sharing her thoughts on the spiritual life with many people, At age 20, she contracted typhus and quickly took her final vows. She died a short time later during Holy Week. Teresa remains popular with the estimated 100,000 pilgrims who visit her shrine in Los Andes each year. She is Chile's first saint. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Tim Cohn. We're broadcasting today from Holy Spirit Parish in Mitchell, South Dakota. It's such a beautiful day out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's great. A little on the windy side. And a little chillier (laughs) than it was this weekend, but we'll take it. It's April. Yep. There's no snow, thanks be to God. Now now that you said that. I know, right. (laughs) You have a blizzard on my way home. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Well, the leaves are starting to bloom out there. Things are budding out there, so it's a nice day. I love it. 
Well, if you've missed any of our talks earlier today, you can always go back and listen to them on our podcasts at realpresenceradio.com, or you can download our app. It is free, and you can listen to us anytime, anywhere you would like. Our podcasts are all uploaded there. And you'll want to review this next interview. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just it's saying that because he's your boss. It's true. <laughs> wait, wait. I mean, no, I, yeah, it's true. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, Bishop, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bishop Donald DeGroote, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're most welcome. <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited. It's not I, like I keep wanting to say like, oh captain, my captain. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I'm grateful uh, that just he's remember, my boss. I'm not the Lord. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you have I, I asked Father Tim, I was like, Did you see Bishop's latest video? And he's like, Yes, and I'm like, Yeah, he was in front of the cows and he's like, No, I haven't <laughs> I'm like, he's a busy uh-huh. guy. That was awesome. <laughs> you know what? You you got to keep those priests on their toes. You know, know. They, they sometimes you know just need a little little extra push. You know, and know. get them to to uh, have to think outside the box. That's yep, right. That's He's for been sure. Slacking. <laughs> well, I'm really excited because not only have you um, released a vision for our diocese, but you have also. Um, developed this video series, Truth, Goodness, and Beauty. Um, and you can find all of these videos that I'm, I'll be talking about on sfcatholic.org. Um, this week was titled Love of Others. Can you in, walk us into a little bit about how you got started with these, why you got started with these videos? Absolutely. You know, I'm so grateful to God because I find as a bishop, um, if I just pray and really try to listen deeply and intently, um, I'm often given uh, insight. And so the example would be certainly the death and vision when that came and the clarity. And it also came to me on what my role as a bishop is. is it's often spoken of as kind of the three categories or three uh, areas, priest, prophet, and king. So I have responsibilities as priest to help sanctify prophet to help teach and preach, and as king to govern or to rule, to guide, if you will. And so if we look at that second of the two, uh, my responsibility as prophet is to preach the gospel, the good news, and to teach. And so I really have this sense on my heart that as a bishop, I have a responsibility to teach people on really the, uh, the truth, the goodness, and the beauty of really important topics. And so love of others, as you mentioned, was one, and that stirred in my heart. You know, as I look back at my life, I see how God uh, had just brought people in my life, for example, of different ethnicities, certainly as a priest, but even before then, all the way back to when I was a kid, even though, you know, I grew up in a, in a largely Caucasian uh, uh, community, but what a gift they were to me, because they helped me think differently, see differently, learn to love even the differences that are in other people. And so this whole series of, of truth, goodness, and love has been something that was been stirring in my mind and my heart, and really the conviction from the Lord that I have a responsibility to teach, particularly on matters that relate to faith and morals, and the greatest of all the virtues, as we know, is love, divine love. Mm-hmm. And so taking it from that vantage point of love. Well, and I think something that um, listeners may find interesting or probably already know, but you are the bishop of Eastern South Dakota, and so your flock is Eastern South Dakota, and it's not just Catholics of Eastern South Dakota. 
It's all souls that live within eastern South Dakota. So does this play into that at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, certainly in my prayers as well, um, I find my heart drawn to pray for all the people uh, on East River. Uh, because, as you said, that is that is my responsibility, right? My, my gift and responsibility is to help people on the way to heaven. Everybody, right? So anybody of goodwill, anybody that's open to it. So even people who aren't Catholics, um, they may be of another denomination, or maybe they're discerning, you know, even their belief in God, whatever. Uh, I have a responsibility, a moral responsibility, to uh, share the good news um, as a bishop, uh, particularly on matters that relate to faith and morals. So, Bishop, what would you like people to know in particular today? Uh, you know, so you've given these talks, uh, or you've made these videos, as well as uh, uh, writings on truth, uh, beauty, and goodness. What would you like uh, your flock to know about them today? You know, I think the key is is just to, what I would want them to know is certainly the, what I experience in my own heart in prayer is the love of God for all the good people. So it doesn't even matter if they're... To me, if they're Catholics or not, it's mm-hmm. the love of, the, of God that He places in my heart that He wants for everybody. Um, and so, and even even if it's people now today, of course, with the access to internet uh, availability, you know, anybody from any area could um, access these. I would want them to know the love of God and the provisions of God, especially in this time and day and age we live in, where there's so much confusion, there's so much unsettledness uh, on so many levels. You know, certainly not just pandemic things like health things. It could be uh, political things. It could be personal things. Uh, it can be within our church or in our country or in our world. There's just been so much uh, disturbance, and the Lord wants to bring peace and joy and goodness and most of all love. And all we need to do is receive those gifts and internalize them. So my hope would be as people read through them, they really can experience the love of God and the intent of these is really to help people experience that there is objective truth. We can discover it by receiving the beautiful gift of God's love and believing it about ourselves and about others. Well, and we often hear truth, goodness, and beauty put together, the three words put together. Where did that start? How did it become something? What is it? Because we hear it mentioned a lot on Catholic Radio, truth, goodness, and beauty, truth, goodness, and beauty. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I, I certainly not, will not speak of it as a great expert, uh, but I certainly can speak from my own vantage point. We'll turn to Father Cohn, who gets paid the big bucks. Oh, uh, right. Uh, great theological teachings. You're ready. All right, we're ready, yes. Uh, but it's really, the transcendentals mean it transcends everything and anything. So there are objective things that by their very nature... It doesn't matter what generation, uh, what the circumstances, if you will, are. There's certain things that are always uh, transcendent. God is transcendent, of course, would be an example of that. But there's other good things, like the nature of God's love and the various uh, topics that I'm choosing. You know, like, for example, um, Holy Mass. There's an objective reality to that. It transcends time and space, uh, which we celebrate in the Eucharist. Uh, so it refers to transcending, rising above. It's always consistent. See, what do you think, Father Tim? Was that a good answer? Yeah, that sounds great. Go with that. 
<laughs> I mean, what's beautiful about it? Well, what's I mean, you going to is... do? Say something different? And oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, correct my bishop. No way. <laughs> <laughs> but what's beautiful about it is, I mean, th- this is this is our Lord that He pervades uh, all of creation, you know, and, and everything helps to draw us to Himself, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And it's and like Bishop that you you said, I mean, that we would receive His love, know His love, and then bring that Him to every single person that we meet. Uh, you know, it's like that, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've been really, ins- as, I, as I tell people, let's go ahead, please. Heather. Oh no, go ahead. I, I'm just going to say what's so beautiful. I tell people it is so awesome to be in love. Mm. Meaning mm. when we really know, and ex- we have an experiential love from God. And as we experientially learn to love ourselves, and then allow that love to flow through us to other people. Uh, it is so good to be in love. So good to be in love with the Lord. So good to be in love with the good things. And to share those good things with others. And in the world where there's so much negativity and so much suffering and hardship, how can we be ambassadors of all that is true and good and beautiful to help people see that there are transcendentals that can help them rise against above even the greatest hardships, darknesses, confusions uh, that we experience in today's world. Yeah. Well, and you just know anybody that's ever been in love, that's all they can talk about (laughs) is the person they're in love with, you know, whether it be their newborn baby, whether it be a future spouse, maybe, you know, whatever they might be in love with, that's all they can talk about. And then you get excited for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly. It's, and it's, and then you get to share it, right? And it's so fun. Like, a great example of, say, it's a, uh, you know, especially like maybe a first-time mom and dad and all their excitement and how we all can delight in them, mm-hmm. delighting in the gift of the beautiful child that <laughs> loves with. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we're talking with Bishop Donald DeGruy this morning. He is the Bishop of Eastern South Dakota, um, one of the best bishops ever. Yeah, yeah. He's the best bishop that we have in Sioux <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. politically correct put there. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm going to have to mute we him, like him soon. <laughs> I like him. We're talking about uh, some of the video series that he has uh, started releasing about truth, goodness, and beauty. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Bishop Donald DeGrood right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do, for if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them, you are only hurting yourself. 
Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. Thanks for joining us. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And we're broadcasting today from Holy Spirit Parish in Mitchell, South Dakota, the home of the Corn Palace. That's right. Are you the king? <laughs> <laughs> I like sweet corn. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're having a wonderful conversation this morning with Bishop Donald DeGrood, our uh, bishop here in eastern South Dakota. Thank you, Bishop, for joining us. We've been talking about truth, goodness, and beauty in this uh, great video series that you have uh, put out. Can you talk into a little bit about how your vision for our diocese ties into these videos? Absolutely. So uh, kind of building off what I was sharing earlier, so part of my role as bishop is to uh, to preach and to teach. And so these focus particularly on the teaching aspect as an avenue, if you will, of teaching. So they're the video clips with uh, an actual document that kind of gives people a little more detail, gives some other resources that they can use. This is all part of uh, tying it into the DAS of vision. So as the Lord has stirred that on, and then with the help of others, able to kind of uh, refine the uh, wording of it, uh, which is uh, lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. So the lifelong, if we focus especially on that, um, so all of our lives we should be in formation or education, if you will. We're continuing to learn, to grow, to develop. Well, as Bishop, I have a responsibility to teach, right, to share the good news as Father Cohn and priests and deacons and even parents, right, in different mm-hmm. ways. Uh, we all have different roles of sharing the faith. This is one way, in my role as bishop, to be able to do some teaching on some very, very important topics to help uh, educate people, to help form their minds, their hearts. They can take it to prayer, internalize it, and then to be able to share it with others. So it's really uh, a tool, it's a way, it's an avenue to... Uh, assist people in their ongoing formation, development, so that they can be lifelong Catholic, right? So we want to live it from our Catholic faith. Missionary meaning going out. So once they know it, once we know something, we can then share it. Uh, Missionary disciples following the Lord, so that's what the teachings are based on, what God's revealed, uh, through God's love. And so you see the theme tied back into the, um, the focus of divine love. Well, I, th- I would think it would be a very exciting time to be a bishop. Um, I, I 
have heard, I didn't live it, but that in the past you would only see your bishop once a year for confirmations. And he would come and it would be, you know, a couple hours and you really didn't get to know your bishop. And you have really taken advantage of video, period, of videoing yourself, whether it be a selfie or you have Bill Seeley doing it, you know, videoing your thoughts and prayers and um, teachings for our diocese. It must be a really exciting time to be a bishop. You know, in that regard, it is a wonderful opportunity. It's like so many things, there's, there's uh, uh, wonderful opportunities with different resources, technology being one of them. Sometimes it can be used in a bad way, right? Mm-hmm. So it's exciting from the vantage point of being able to use technology in a way to be able to communicate with a lot of people, especially if there's something that's really on my heart, right? So if I just, your great point, if I just go to a confirmation, I share what's on my heart, the people that are there, and maybe the people they might share it with. Well, mm-hmm. this just allows a whole uh, broader um, outreach. Um, so it is, and that part, is, it, is, it is very exciting. You know, something that you mentioned, Bishop, that, uh, that I think at times we, we take for granted is uh, the, the, the continuing or the, the call to, uh, to keep studying or to, to learn more. I mean, uh, lifelong learners, you know, at least we used to speak about in education, um, you know, that in the seminary they would, ta- they would teach us, you know, once you, it doesn't end once you get ordained, you know, mm-hmm. that we're even all of us, you know, in, mm-hmm. in our own states in life, that, that this, the call, that there's, there's more that our Lord has for us. Can you just speak a little bit about that or just the need to, uh, to grow? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we even see it in God's beautiful plan of keeping holy the Sabbath, right? We use an example. Why can't we just celebrate the Sabbath once and say, okay, God, we've given you adequate honor and service, and we've reflected on the Word of God? Well, we're human beings. We're very limited. So why do we, we come every Sunday? Why do we do a triduum every, every year? Mm-hmm. It's to enter more deeply into the mystery, right? So as we grow through our lives, different stages of our life, we might, for example... Uh, read a passage at one time in our life, and maybe it doesn't strike us much, and then all of a sudden, another time it does. And then later, it even, it even go deeper. So we're always in this, there's always more to learn. And I think the real key in today's world, because there's so much stuff being pushed at us, and there's such uh, an attention to, to try to draw us into maybe just little snippets of information, but not going to a deeper level because we're just inundated with so much, uh, which might even be intriguing information. It can distract us. Those, that approach can distract us from being able to take a deeper dive into things. And so my hope is these teachings, the Word of God, Bible studies, the ways that people can uh, learn on their own or as a group, um, as families, my hope is people will be intentional about taking those deeper dives. Well, and I think you speaking to the fact that um, you have a lot of uh, inspiration that comes from God, and it all comes to you during prayer, and you talk about that a lot, about uh, thoughts and things that have come to you during prayer. And then you also go on days of recollection. How, or how often do you do that? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, the way it's kind of designed for us is, um, ideally as bishops, and certainly as priests as well, is to have a day off. Mm-hmm. And so I like to use my days off, uh, not just to kind of run around and catch up on all the things that I didn't get done, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that I want to do, or like personal things, those kinds of things that I might have to do, get a haircut or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. 
but I love to take those days when I can as kind of a day of recollection, meaning I kind of go and say, okay, what was that and how I should do? Okay, let's go do that. I'll work on a few things maybe. And, oh, no, I think I should just go out for a little walk. Okay, and I think I need a nap. Or I think I need... So it's learning to live a more recollected life. And that's mm-hmm. something we really learned from some of the beautiful tradition in our faith is creating space. So where there's silence, there's quiet, there's a chance for the Spirit of God to kind of speak to us in a very natural way. So it comes to us as, you know, there's different insights that will come to me when I'm just going for a walk, right? Mm-hmm. Reflecting on things or doing some spiritual reading, but allowing the day, the space, so it's not tightly scheduled and I got to do this and I got to get this done and I got to run here. It's, it's setting a different environment, a different pace, not unlike in the monastery where they would try to create. Uh, a sp- not only a spirit of recollection, but set a schedule that enables recollection. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the seminary, they would talk, uh, or at least down at the Institute for Priestly Formation down in Omaha, they would talk about a monasticism of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and what strikes mm-hmm. me even about what, what you're mentioning even right now, Bishop, that this is, uh, this is something that can be done by everyone, by all of the lay faithful. Uh, so c- could you speak a little bit as far as what that might look like um, you know, for a busy mom, you know, mm-hmm. that they, they've got all these little rugrats running around and, uh, or, or the, the, the person that's busy working on the farm or, uh, you know, how, how can all of us just, you know, our regular everyday uh, folk uh, enter into this more intentionally? I think a couple things that, that really helped me. One is do not pack your schedule. Mm-hmm. Number two is to be intentional about taking time for silence. Now, with kids, that could be hard, right? So <laughs> like to go to with a mom, they might have kids around. What do you mean? How can I find silence? Well, even if the kids are playing or whatever else they might be doing, how can I, as I'm attentive to them, how can I also leave my heart and my mind just with a certain freedom to just be open and listening to the Lord rather than, you know, the whole Mary Martha thing, right? Mm-hmm. Of if I'm busy all the time, if I've got a lot of things i got to do, if I'm really worried about things, it doesn't put me in that place that, I love that expression, other coin that you use, the monasticism of the heart, right? Like entering into that spirit of recollection, that openness with God, even as a mom does her thing. Mm-hmm. As somebody's out in the fields, okay, turning the radio off or whatever else might be on, just reflecting upon life and the Lord and inviting the Lord into our hearts, bringing forth what's on our hearts to the Lord. So we can even do it during ordinary day, even outside of uh, specified times of prayer. Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> A great example to all of us. Thank you, Bishop. You're referring to Father Cohen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Any last well, thoughts? Well, you know, he, he had the great words, the monasticism of the heart. The You're going to start using that, that now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit uh, bringing that memory. <laughs> Any last thoughts before we let you go, Bishop? I think just um, by my heart is just receive God's love. Amen. And allow Amen. ourselves to just receive, receive love. Those are my last words. Amen. Will you uh, grant us with a blessing? Absolutely. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon all the listeners and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Bishop, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, we love you. 
Oh, I enjoyed it. We it's, do. Fun picking on, it's fun picking on Father Cohen and you, Heather. <laughs> we try to be good. <laughs> try. You do well. Thank you for your work. All right. Thank you so much, Bishop. All right. Well, Father Tim, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's going to be banter time. Woo! <laughs> you have to behave, or Eli's going to turn off oh, your mic. All right. <laughs> I'll be the third time this morning. Third time, man. <laughs> I've said a lot more than you've heard, folks. No, I'm kidding. Well, thanks for staying with us. We're going to take a quick break here, and we come back more with Father Tim Cohn and I broadcasting today from Mitchell. So stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. <laughs> 